Well, welcome back to the Wine This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinson, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be demon. How are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing awesome. Good. Yeah, this, yeah. this episode's going to be fantastic. It is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get let's started. Get, let's get into it. <laughs> um, go to Patreon, $5. Like, emphasis on the subscribe. Share, comment, follow, download. Facebook and Instagram is when I heard this podcast, and X and Locals is when I heard this. Uh, tell your friends about the show. I've been forgetting to say that. Oh, that's a good one to say. Like, just, you know, go up to people and right. don't say anything else except that this podcast exists. I think that's a good way to start a conversation. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Joseph, today we're talking about the Christian right. Yes, we are. The right side of the political spectrum. <laughs> Christian people. <laughs> yep. But okay. before we get started, I think we should pray. Okay. So, dear our Lord and Savior, Donald Trump. Okay, you can stop right there, <laughs> right now. Kill that. Never mind. We okay. won't pray then. Okay. Whatever. Yes. I thought you liked prayer. But I, I love not. prayer to Jesus, to the Father, to the Holy Spirit. Dear Trump. No. Just no. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Um. Okay, so... <laughs> to get us started here, uh, uh, what is the Christian right? Okay, so in a nutshell, and since... be careful. Okay, because they I, might be watching. <laughs> they would come at me. I don't. All right. So since the 1970s, the Christian right or the religious right has been understood to be the socially conservative evangelicals who are politically <clears throat> active and okay. and most often white. Okay. Yeah. That's the answer to that question. That's the answer to that question. Pretty simple. Yes, sir. All right. So how did the Christian right become known as the Christian right? Yeah. Or why did that even get started? Yeah, so the, the term Christian right, religious right, all started happening because they needed kind of like a like a catch-all phrase for a few different groups okay. that had been formed. And so this kind of became like the umbrella name. And so in other words, they were right-leaning politically or socially. Socially, and, politically? And, yeah, and they were Christian. Okay. Yeah. So they're, yeah, so right leaning uh, politically and they were Christian. Okay, so go through the entire history of these people. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go through the entire history. Okay. That would just take too long. Um but in the in the 1970s, mm -hmm. there was this convergence of several things that were happening all at one time in our country. Okay. Okay. And so and so so preceding that, you, you know, in the 1960s, you've got um, prayer and Bible reading being removed from schools. Okay. Okay. Then we come into, you know, through the Vietnam War and through the um, kind of the hippie revolution, you know, all of that. And then you go into the 70s and then the early 70s, you've got Roe v. Wade. Right. 
which actually at the time in and of itself was not as large of a hot button issue as it would become later on in the 70s. In the At the time, there were even those within mainline denominations that were supporting the decision of Roe v. Wade. Oh, okay. So it, it shifted later on in the 70s. So you had that. And then also happening during this time was a government overreach or what was perceived as the possible threat of government overreach into Christian schools that they were, what they were doing were threatening their 501c3 status if they oh. did not if they did not hold to certain standards of desegregation the these like right. ra- racial deseg- racial desegregation oh, okay. correct so so the christian right wanted to be wanted to have white only christian schools in the 70s yeah it wasn't that they were wanting now this is where you're going to get a lot of controversy okay, okay? because there was an individual who wrote a book that came out in the early 2000s that really tried to try to create the narrative that the whole religious right or the Christian right movement began on the foundation of racism Okay. with this topic. But it wasn't just that. It was the problem. Now, no doubt, there were schools that had been started when, so when, um, when segregation was, was ending. Okay. And in the 19th, you know, in the civil rights movement. Mm. When that you, was when, the 60s? Yeah, the 60s. Okay. The civil rights movement. When that was happening, there were Christian schools, or excuse me, there were private schools that had been formed out of a response to that. To be white. To be only. white only schools. There's no doubt about that, that happened. Okay. Oh, okay. And, to get around it. Correct. Okay. As private schools. Okay. And they were Christian. Not all of them. Okay. But and I want to probably say the majority were. Some of them were. Okay. Okay. Some of them were. Well, here's the 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 problem though with the government and you, you understand the government's point of view, like we don't want to just keep continue promoting segregation. Okay. Like so you understand that in the school systems. But what was happening was the the idea that private schools could lose their five oh one C three status because these Christian schools, because not all of them started out that way. Okay. And not all of them wanted to stay that way. But, for example, if you are a Jewish, because it wasn't just Christian, it was religious, kind of right. If you're a Jewish school, you're going to have mostly white people, mm. probably all white people. So with those so schools. Jews are more racist than we are. <laughs> well, that was the, but you see where the, the logic continues to unfold. Okay. Greek Orthodox, the same way, you know, and so. But in Christian circles as well, like so if they've started a school, if they're expected to have X amount of minorities, was it actually feasible? Okay. Now, am I also saying... We've looked everywhere. We cannot find, find any, any black Jews. I'm just, we tried, Mr. Government. <laughs> but I, I think the, the, the issue in all of that was it... Between prayer and scripture being taken out, and now this, it just you know the government was meddling with with schools school. and with um and almost like almost like attacking the the Christians viewed it as like attacking Christianity. Do you think okay? that was correct? 
do I think that their view of it was correct? Yeah. Their perspective of it? I think that their perspective of it was, yeah, they they should have felt, especially with prayer and scripture reading being taken out, they should have felt targeted. Okay. Because it was specifically against Christians in that sense. Okay? But not with the racism stuff. With the racism stuff, no, I don't, and, I mean, let's let's be honest. Were some of these schools racist? Yeah. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Mm. Right. And then it was going into the larger ideas of, well, if the schools lost their 501c3 status, would, would churches lose their 501c3 status as well that okay. were attached to these schools? And then what about the colleges? Would they lose their 501c3 Christian, Christian colleges? Would they lose their 501c3 status? Mm-hmm. If they didn't have enough of a highest, you know, enough percentage of minorities. Right. So all I'm saying is when their Christian right, religious right was being kind of, you had these different camps that were forming, all, you had all of these things happening. Okay. And so there was this sense of. So, so the fear was that if they were going to threaten 501c3 based off this issue, uh-huh. that they were going to continue to threaten it based off other issues? I think that was part of it. Okay. But I, I think it just... They but was, some of them just wanted to be racist. Some of them did, sure. Yeah, okay. Now let's call it for what it is. Yeah. And then... But for but it wasn't... I think the, the, the misnomer is that this was happening only in the South. Oh. And it was... But <laughs> but what I'm saying is that there were schools and an outcry from the whole country. Okay. It wasn't just a Southern thing. Um, and so I think that that... I think that was part, like, like again, all of this was all happening at once. Okay. And whether you want to get into a debate of whether, um, or if you want to get a debate of whether prayer and Bible reading should have been happening in schools, I mean, I think you can, that's like a whole, in some ways, another separate discussion. Like, we could do a whole episode just on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, it just was like, you had all of these things kind of piling up on each other. And then, almost to make matters worse, when Jimmy Carter was in office, he didn't, and he was at that point in time part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Okay. Okay. So he was a quote unquote born again believer who was a president from the Southern Baptist Convention. And he, he did, was Democrat. He was a Democrat. Right. And he did nothing. In the eyes of the religious right, he was not doing anything to defend his own tribe. Oh, his, his own Christian his own, people. Yeah, his Christian people. Okay. And so they, there's a little, there's a feeling of betrayal from him too. Okay. Um. So we're still not at religious right so as uh, a group yet. Yeah. So it all starts really forming, coming together during the midterm elections during Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter's presidency. Okay, and there were four specific um, congressional races that swung from being Democrat seats, Democratic seats to Republican seats, and they were all backed by the Republicans, by the religious right. Oh, and all of a sudden, it it was showed that there was this movement that was happening of of kind of gathering this socially conservative evangelical group. And getting them out to vote, and getting them 
actively involved in politics. Oh, okay. And that's where it all kind of started moving. And then it all so kind of... So the politicians found a group of people that they could talk to all at once. Correct. And it was a large group of people. Correct. You could gather them all together. Okay. Yeah. Like So, for example, when all of this <clears throat> really kind of hit, it was, Ra it was with Reagan. Right. And Reagan's famous statement to this massive group of that of individuals he was speaking to, this right wing or you know, this right um, conservative right or religious right group that he was speaking to, he says, I know you can't endorse me, but I will endorse you. And when Reagan said that, they just automatically swung to him. And that's where it all boomed. Because he was his thought was they're not going to support me because they're not going to endorse me because of where I'm coming from and may not may not being as socially conservative as they are. But I will endorse them. I will, you know, I will make their needs a priority and make sure their voice is heard. And when when he did that, he got their vote and their backing and it it began to become this, you know, machine. Politics used to be so easy. <laughs> what do you mean it used you to be so put easy? Put all the Christians on one side and say one thing and then you right. can get elected by the whole country. <laughs> it was there. He got he he got every yeah. state, right? Was I, that him? I, probably. For 49 of them? Yeah, I don't know. He got a I lot of I can't remember, them. right? I don't, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, but I mean, obviously he won it by a landslide. Mm -hmm. And there was obviously other factors going on as well. I mean, just the whole country was frustrated with Carter as president. Right. And so there was a lot of things that were happening all there together. And, and, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but just the reality is that played into his party, you know, you know, the Democratic Party. They Carter's from Georgia, no right? No chance. Yeah, he's he's very yeah. close to where we're recording right now. Oh, yeah, that's he's, cool. Yeah, he's within like an hour of us. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, And actually, did I tell you I actually got to meet Jimmy Carter one time? No. Yeah. He spoke at my ethics class in theology school. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, anyways. But from that time of, of Bush, I mean, sorry, of Reagan... And then going forward, you just had their religious right as this machine. And um, and it just, and again, they became politically active. They were very vocal. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the origins, if you were, of the Christian right. Cool. Yeah. Well, they've come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's actually argued now, is is there actually still a, Christian right or a religious right today in the way yes. in the way that it once was. Okay, so what groups of Christians today uh -huh. are or are not in the religious or the Christian right? Okay, in today's yes tonight today's time frame. Okay, <clears throat> so those that lean more socially conservative, uh, you know, so the socially conservative evangelicals. So you're you're talking about your Southern Baptist, okay. Um, you're talking about your really conservative and evangelical Charismatics and Pentecostals, and, and of course, there's many non-denominational churches that really have like Baptist roots, um, but they're non-denominational now, um, and they would have more of this leaning. And that's why I'm saying the Christian right probably was 
more clearly defined both in earlier times. Okay. Um, whereas now I don't think it's quite as clearly defined. Um, cause I think you've got now more of a mixture of people in, okay. especially like within your non-denominational churches, your charismatic and Pentecostal churches. There's more, there's a little bit more of a mix of people there, um, than just the hard line religious right. So, um, and I think some of that is because of just uh, a greater diversity. Okay. Yeah, greater diversity. Um, you know, of thought within Christianity. Of, of thought of of especially, but but also within in upbringings. You know, people gathering mm. together. Um, diversity in race, diversity in thought, diversity in life experience, and so I think all of that has kind of contributed to many churches being a little more diverse politically as well. Okay, so the Christian right, what do they care about? Yeah, I mean... What issues, what issues are, are they today? fighting for, besides the obvious one? Yeah, so the obvious one being abortion. No, that's not the obvious one. What's the obvious one? Trump. All right, we're going to put Trump in a whole separate category <laughs> later. We'll deal with him later. Um, what they're most I'm excited. No, uh, no. They're most, <laughs> what they're most concerned about is is probably twofold. The idea of abortion... Okay. okay. And religious freedom. Okay. Okay. So those are, I think, the two biggest issues. Um, abortion, because they are obviously very pro-life. Mm -hmm. um, and then religious freedom, because they feel as if there has been an, a continued infringement upon or forcing of ideas that are not Christian uh, into the public sphere. Like what? Um, so for example, like there was a, a big move within public schools, even, um, of going away from teaching creationism, right. teaching evolution. And so I think they've been bothered because in other words, it probably would be a little more acceptable if both were presented. Okay. But because they're not right, then that becomes problematic. But then, so then they also feel just kind of, um, you know, again, and I think also part of that is they also, the if we're still using the phrase religious right, which I use a little more loosely now than maybe would have been defined, you know, 50 years ago, the, I think that you also see the fact that there's this decaying of the Judeo-Christian worldview in our country. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like, the whole culture and society is basically under attack or that Christianity is being undermined in all of that. So that's why I say abortion and religious freedom are definitely the, the two biggest issues. Well, there's the only one right. way to fix it. So the common conception of the Christian right is uh -huh. that they are uneducated, racist, sexist, homophobic morons. Is this true? Okay. Wow. Um, do I think transphobic, that, all the phobics, all the phobics, and they are all the isms, right? They're and, everything bad. Yeah, everything that is not good for personal safety and walking around in society. <laughs> so right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So I think that the common conception. I'm going to deal with a couple of these separately. 
Okay. The idea of being uneducated, mm -hmm. um, I don't think that's as true. Um, do I think that there are some that are more a little bit more maybe naive or just kind of follow along a little bit? Sure, but you've got that in every camp and in every yeah. group. I mean, so I don't think that's specific to like the Christian right. They're racist and sexist and homophobic. homophobic. I know. I so know. that I know. contributes to the, the the sense of yes. I know. And so are they are they racist? Sure, you've got racist in every group. Okay, okay. but do I think? large broadly are they racist um again i think if you took it back 50 years when all of this was starting to kind of mm -hmm. form and come together you probably had a lot more racism at that point okay so like i'm not discounting that that used to be there um, but i also am saying i don't think it's there as strongly now and i also think it's because of the group that gathered were i mean they're predominantly white evangelicals mm -hmm. so the idea is well you all you white people y'all must be racist right and i don't think that's true at all okay so um the idea of them being sexist um and that's the idea of understanding roles of men and women mm -hmm. and and i do think that there have there's traditionally in the church especially probably in the southern church been a, a little more of a sense of woman having a lesser place or role, not only in church, but also in like family, kind of like the husband kind of like rules the roost, you know? Mm -hmm. And so do I think there's been some sexism there? Sure. Okay. Um, do I think that a lot of that has been course corrected and adjusted in the churches that we're talking about that still are, that's what I'm saying, the Christian right, I feel like it's just changed or morphed or I don't even know if you want to even call that anymore. Because you got so many churches now where women have leadership roles and women have um, voices within the church, mm -hmm. and yet they're still socially conservative evangelicals. Okay. Yeah, and they're still voting, accord kind of accordingly to that right side, okay. right Republican side. Homophobic. They're always going to be labeled as homophobic because they don't believe, or because they believe that homosexuality is a sin. You're homophobic. I believe homosexuality is a sin. So, but I, I hate the fact that people would call me homophobic. Okay. Because I also know people and are friends with individuals that are homosexual. And so I'm not homophobic. It's just that I happen to believe that it's a sin. So I don't think our Lord and Savior Donald Trump would call you homophobic. I'm not sure how I much. I think you're okay. I, well, if you keep saying Lord and Savior Donald Trump, I'm afraid of what may happen to you here soon, and I may have to leave before that happens. All right. What? So, he might show up? Uh, <laughs> All right. Next question. Are you done being homophobic? I'm done okay. answering your question, right, and question. I'm definitely not homophobic. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. So it seems like you said earlier with uh, Reagan saying one sentence and everyone in the entire country voting him in office mm -hmm. that the Christian right is very easily manipulated by anyone pandering to anything they want to hear. 
I, I do think they're too easily taken in. Yes. Okay. I would so agree talk that. about that. Why? Why? Because I think they're so desperate for there to be political leaders that will side with them. But there's lots that do. But I think because of how loud, how loud the the left is. Okay. And how loud it seems to be in social media and everything else. I think that's where they're kind of clinging to people that will say, hey, we will vote according to your kind of social platform issues. And so it's social. Oh yeah. Okay. It's it's social and it's social and religious. Okay. But but there but yeah, but I think a lot of it is that you know, you're saying you will fight for us on these social issues. Right. Then we are more then, then obviously we are more inclined to vote for you. And those people are always those politicians are always on the right. I mean yeah, most of the times they are on the right. Okay. I mean, you do have some that may fall into like the libertarian camp. You've got the occasional Democrat that would, that would, you know, be against abortion. But I think that largely it falls on the right and the Republican side. All right. Enough teasing this. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Donald J. Trump. Yes. Is he the second coming of Christ? No. A lot of people say he is. A lot of people would be wrong. <laughs> He's he is not part of heavens. No. Uh, and if you see and and do you know his character? I saw him do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, and no. <laughs> no, he is not the second coming of Christ. All right, what's the deal? What do you mean, what's the deal? Why are you trying to destroy my religion right now? <laughs> I'm, try I'm, tr I'm trying to set you free with the truth, brother. I'm trying to set you free with the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, so I, what's I, going on? I absolutely know he's not the second coming of Christ. Okay. Because of morality alone. I don't need to hear anything else. His None of it's proven. Morality <laughs> alone and the way he treats people. That's all I need to see and know and to know that he's not the second coming of Christ. All right. What's going on? Okay. What do you, what do you mean? Like, what's going I mean, on? Wh like, why, why is he Jesus to people? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the, the Christian right. This is what we're talking yeah, about. We're talking about the Christian right. He's their guy. He he is. He is the he, he, guy. He is. To, to so many, he yes. is. Okay. Yeah, so, to, to so, so many, he is. So, yes, go. <laughs> Why? Okay. All right. So, man, this is so layered. Um, he, Here's the thing. I think that Trump's strength, which can also be a weakness, but his strength is he'll say whatever. Okay. And say it boldly and say it loudly. Okay. And repeat it. And doesn't seem to care who likes it or doesn't like it. Okay. Okay. Very similar to Jesus. Keep going. 
God almighty. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this one or not. I'm going to lose it. All right. So, and I think what happened was after all of the, all of the years of Obama Mm -hmm. and the religious right or Christians Mm -hmm. feeling like they're losing more and more space in the country, losing more and more sway, influence in the country. Okay. And they're seeing morality around them kind of what they would deem morality around them decaying. Mm-hmm. Here comes someone mm-hmm. who begins to say, I mean, a, f- a few different things. One, he becomes vocally very supportive of Christians and their religion, their right to religious freedoms. Mm-hmm. And so to the point where he gathers up a large, like many big name pastors. Right. And have them come and, you know, there's, uh, you see probably the picture of like this group gathered around him and they're laying hands on him mm-hmm. and praying for him. And, and, and so he even talks about how this group, that members of this group that's there will become like a council to him while he's in office, if he gets into office. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's that part. So he's becoming very popular among Christians. How many of them were there? Oh man, um, in that group that's mm-hmm. there, was there? Are you saying are there twelve? Was there 12 well, of them? <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you today. I just can't. All right, so, um, <laughs> all right, so he's 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 getting he's becoming openly. Like I am that he is for the Christians. Yep. Same thing Reagan did. I will be right. for you. Okay. And so he's doing this. He's he's copying that plan. I'll be for you. So okay? everyone thought Reagan was the real second coming until Trump came along. <laughs> no, I don't think even Reagan got what Trump's getting now. Okay. Yeah. As much as Reagan was absolutely admired and respected okay. among the right. Um. And, and so you got the, so he's kind of cop- copying some from Reagan's playbook. Right. All right. I'm going to support the, I'm going to be vocally, openly supporting Christians mm-hmm. e- and evangelicals in particular. And the pastors he's gathering around him are evangelical Christians. Okay. So he's galvanizing the evangelical vote again. Okay. Um, which he knew that there had been an uproar amongst them during the Obama administration. Right. And so it was much easier to bring them all together. Okay. And so, and then he was, he was stating that he was going to uphold their social wants. Okay. And, and so like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, outlaw, you know, abortion. I'm going to ensure that, you know, when a couple of Supreme Court justices need to be replaced, they will be replaced with your people, with conservatives. He did that. And he did. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, so going into 2016 in the election there for this, he's he is making these promises. And he's I mean, and then ultimately he does fulfill a lot of them. Um, and so the social the social or the, excuse me, the Supreme Court justices. But then he also 
was, you know, similar to Reagan and the, you know, Reagan's famous line is the economy stupid. Right. You know, like he, he was talking about, Hey, we're going to, we're going to recover this economy. We're going to move, you know, we're going to prosperity politics, prosperity politics. (laughs) <laughs> to go along with prosperity gospel, I guess, but, but yeah, but you know, we're going to, we are unashamedly, you know, we're capitalists. We're going to mm-hmm. build the economy back up again. We're going to bring work hard, jobs. Get rich. Yeah. We're going to bring jobs back here. Yeah. You know, we're going to make it harder for companies to go overseas and be more profitable. Like all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we're going to give tax breaks to these companies so they can hire people. Da, 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 da. And so there was the economy factor as well. That doesn't have to do anything socially religious or religious at all, but it was, it, but it was all part of the package. And, and I think that in, in, and then, you know, of course the, the one part that he did do was the, or that he said he was going to do was the idea of standing up against corruption in the government, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so I think all of these things together galvanized the religious right around him. Um, okay. And so from the just the strictly evangelical side, I think the idea of an individual coming in, fighting for their social platforms, def- speaking up on their behalf, and saying, hey, I'm going to write the economy not just for you, but for your future generations was enough to bring them all together. And then on top of that, then you've got the charismatic and the charismatic circle, which is a, uh, for people who don't know, it's a pretty large group in America now. So you've got a, the charismatic circle. And in this charismatic circle, you've got individuals that are beginning to quote unquote prophesy about Trump and Trump's election. Yes. And, that Trump will be elected, that he is God's chosen instrument. And so they they refer to him as like a the second not second coming, maybe not of Christ, but of Cyrus, who was from per who came in from Persia and ended up setting free the Jews to return home. And it was this sense I've not heard this one. Yeah. And it was this sense of here's this man who's been anointed by the Spirit of God and by chosen by God himself. To basically, quote unquote, set Christians free, and but also move our country back toward what Christians would want the country to be moved back to. Okay, and so, <clears throat> so he's galvanized the conservative right wing group, okay, Christian right group, and all of these charismatics, which now is getting broader than just the staple white you know, religious right. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's bigger than that. And so, okay. So why are all these people wrong? Okay. About that. (laughs) Right. All right. So here's what happens. So, so Trump goes into office. Yeah. Right. And he, he does what he says he's going to do in regards to the Supreme court justices. Mm -hmm. Right. He does what he's said he's going to do in regards to abortion. Mm -hmm. Like you just trek with it and, Man kept doing things, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, and the economy goes up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and so, and the reality is, I mean, I mean, he was, was faced, right? More than likely, he was going to win again if it had not been for COVID. 
Yeah, the the plague that the devil sent. Yeah. So Trump had all of this support. Okay. And so they the 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 religious right weren't wrong in voting for him. Okay? Okay. They weren't right, they weren't wrong in believing for him to come into all, you know, come into office and do the things that he said he was going to do. Like none of those things were wrong. Okay? The charismatics who heard all these prophecies from their big name prophets about Trump coming in and da 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 and it and it happened. So they there's even further buy in, right? At this point. That he's Jesus. <laughs> no, but that he's God's anointed one. Okay. And I think for me, and I'm coming uh, as a charismatic, this is my camp, yep. right? And so what I was inundated with was not just that he was the person to vote for based upon these issues. Based upon the things that he did good. Right. Or that he said right. he was going to do good. Right. So like, so for example, going into, into, into the, you know, 2020 mm-hmm. and and the election you know in 20 i think that it, things shifted to not just that he did these things we should vote for him again because he did these things but even during some of his first term but especially going into 20 it was like you could not speak a negative word about trump or you were going against god because he's god well, I mean, to be honest with you, they, the allegiance, it almost like, it was almost like a worship of him, mm-hmm. you know? And so like now all of a sudden, like, it's like, I wanted to be able to stand up and say, you know, for me personally, I'm thankful for what Trump did in these areas. Yes. Because they were good for Cause, Christians. Because they were good. And well, and I see, see. Like for the abortion issue, I think that's just good for life, like for everybody, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's a good thing. Like the economy coming stronger, focusing on the United States, for me, that's a good thing. Um, right. And so like all of those things, like I'm going, that these are positive things. The, the But I wanted to be able to say those things and at the same time be able to hold criticisms. Okay. Okay. And it was like, man, if you uttered a one criticism, you were going against the Lord's chosen one, his anointed one, and people go out of their way to defend him. So why do they think he's anointed? Like, and, there, it's it's yeah. one thing to say, hey, we like what he said he was going to do, and then he sure. got into office and actually did it. Right. Which most of the presidents never do. Correct. But why is he now God's anointed? Yeah. Thing. Yeah, and, and and I can't speak for all Christian circles. Mm-hmm. Just in the circles I I ran in, ran you know that I run in, like yeah, I mean that's the way he's treated. And I think a lot of it goes back to that gathering of those pastors. A lot of them were charismatic pastors, okay, and that you know that that really believed you know. So they actually went and anointed him. Yeah, oh. yeah, they prayed over him. Yeah, like Did they put oil on him and all that crap. Probably. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Um, and so, and so I think because of, you had that group's high recommendation of who Trump was, mm-hmm. plus the prophets prophesying about Trump being chosen by God for this time. And like, so for example, I can, I can so distinctly remember 
at a prayer meeting the the day after Trump is elected president. Mm -hmm. The facilitator of that prayer meeting saying, we're going to pass the mic around so everyone can say a prayer of praise that Trump is now our president because he's God's chosen man. And so they so they literally wanted every person in the room to do that. And and I I remember going up to the the leader of this meeting and I was like, I I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do it. Like I'm not gonna sit here and talk about how great the man is and just praise him as if he is the second coming. I can't do it. Now, do again, am I grateful for some of the things he did? Yes. But I don't want to sit here and like glorify him as if he's a deity or a prophet of God or like the man of God. Like that's that's like taking a step too far for me. Well, and okay, so, so where <clears throat> I guess where's too far? Yeah. Like could he have been chosen by God? Absolutely. Like I don't doubt the fact that he was chosen by God in the sense of being set in as president. Okay, because okay. I think all government leaders are chosen by God. Uh, because, because they are. Yeah, because they are. Okay. And so like 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 for me, that's not even the issue. Because God wrote all the whole well, because universe. In, in Romans thirteen, we're told that we submit to our leaders who God has placed in power. Oh. Like so like I that's not even the issue for me. Okay. The issue is elevating him. To be more than he's not. Right? So, for example, I'm not going to elevate Trump, for example, to be more than just he was the one God chose to be the president of the United States in 2020. Great. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, and by the way, he's God's prophet. Okay. Right? Or, you know, that's to me taking it too far or or i think the biggest thing nate is that for me it was just that any criticism like you couldn't criticize that man at all Mm -hmm. without people just losing their minds because there's nothing to criticism for yeah he's just perfect i mean mean, he's just absolutely perfect heaven sent i mean man look at the way he treats people interacts with people Mm -hmm. perfect Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's you know his his moral i mean his moral history Perfect, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he he's him, so it must have been. <laughs> uh, but you know, but so he's not the second coming. He's not morally perfect. He's yeah. he's not a role model for people. And I think for me, that became the issue. And I guess what was just it was like the cult of Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, like that's what it developed into, and. This sense of like again, then man could do no wrong. So still vote for him, but just calm down. Just call him what? Calm down. And calm down. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, like okay. If you're gonna vote for him, vote for him, but don't don't be blind or naive to the fact that he has shortcomings. That okay. he's not perfect. That we it's okay to actually criticize him. Like they're in some circles I've run it. Like you couldn't even utter a criticism. What would they do? Oh, they would lose their minds. Tar and feather. <laughs> well, they would just be like Take basically you like stone you. Yeah, no. Like but basically like no, but he's you know, like basically how dare you 
criticized, the the prophet of God, the man of God, God's chosen anointed one, you know, or, um, well, he's all changed now. He's, you know, he's a Christian now, everything, da, da, da. And I'm like, eh? Do you think he's even a Christian? Do I think that? Yeah. I would be really hard-pressed to believe that he is. Okay. Yeah. I'd be really hard-pressed to believe that he is. I mean, I think he believes in himself. <laughs> I agree with you. I think he <laughs> believes in himself. All right. Yeah. Okay. The pe- the okay, yeah, the people that are that that have gone all the way. Uh-huh. How why are they there? The people who have gone all the way in thinking Trump is like the next is Jesus. Right. Basically. Well, yeah. I mean, not they're not believing he's Jesus. Yeah, but like the, you know, going to sit next to Jesus when we get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the people yeah. who are there. Why? Because of everything or what is going on with those people, though? Like, why yeah. do they need someone like Trump to be? Man, I don't know, Nate. Okay. I, I just feel like, like, how does that even happen? Yeah, I feel like I feel like some of them have just been brainwashed by leaders, religious leaders. Okay. Um, in the sense of like, this is how the religious leader feels about them, so I'm going to as well. What are these religious leaders who are brainwashing these people? What do they get for out of, it? Out of it. Out of it. You know, or the prophets that keep. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're wanting recognition. Okay. I think. Some of them, some of the pastors that were gathered were just caught up in the kind of the, the the notoriety and the influence they felt like they now could have in the political sphere, okay. um, which they had never been able to have before. Um, so I think there's a lot of just manly, earthly trappings that people fell into, and then they began to just propagate those things. I mean, and you saw it, like the the worst of it, was when Trump lost the election. Mm-hmm. And then you had all of these same pastors and prophets declaring, you know, that, you know, Trump was going, like the, the, the election results were going to be overturned in three months. Right. That was like the f- big phrase. Yep. Just give it three months. It'll all come to light and be, everything be overturned. Mm-hmm. And then it was six months, you know? And, and so it's just like, like you've lost all credibility. You know, like you've lost credibility as a pastor. You've lost credibility as a prophet. Um, Now, uh, some of the prophets did come out and repent and, hey, we missed it. We got it wrong. Um, The ones that I respected the most, like, came out the the day after the election and were like, I missed it. I blew it. I got it wrong. Cool. And then you still had some that were just hanging on, like, as if something was going to change. And it just... So yeah. YouTube views. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's part of it too. Yeah. It just, I don't know, man. It just, the whole, the whole just synchronism between Christians and what's going on with Trump just, it just, I don't, man, it just, it breaks my heart. It saddens me and it drives me crazy all simultaneously. Okay. So overall, what do you think of the Christian right, you know? Yeah. Trump's Israelites through the desert. People. People. Yeah. Well, again, as I said throughout the episode, I think the Christian right has probably morphed and changed a lot over mm-hmm. the last 50 years. 
and it's probably not quite as <laughs> um, white evangelical as it once was. Mm-hmm. I think probably it's a little more diverse than that now. Um, if there even is a religious right, you know, I think there's just people that there's Christians that want certain things within a social platform, but maybe they're not going so far over as where it was with kind of that hard line religious right mm-hmm. um, of the 80s and the 90s. And so I think some of that's probably changed. Um, but I but I do think that socially conservative evangelicals should continue to be active in politics. Like they should still be active in politics. They should still be voting. They should be running for office. They should be supporting candidates who are supporting, you know, their moral wants for the country. Mm-hmm. Like all of us vote for people because of things they say they're going to do for right. us or for a people group or whatever. So there's nothing wrong with Christians. And we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with Christians being um, involved in, especially the, those that are socially conservative and evangelical and they want to continue to vote for people that, that align socially with them, you know, on a social kind of moral platform, that's fine. Um, I would just say, don't, don't begin blend, blending, um, your, your Christianity, like don't make your Christianity, you know, part of like, don't make it political, I guess. Okay. Like, in other words, vote for people, that kind of thing. But don't don't tie your Christianity to like a to like the Republican Party, to the Democratic Party, to any party. Uh, okay. That, but or, especially or for the right, one political candidate or one political candidate. Okay. Yeah. And if you and if you do like, if you do like, like let's say, hey, you're for Trump, you want to vote for Trump, great. But but don't like, don't treat him as if he's something different than any other person that's walking this earth right now. Don't treat him as if he can't be criticized. He cannot be critiqued. Mm-hmm. Um, treat him as someone that it will stand probably for what you want politically in a, in a leader. Um, but don't go overboard and make him this Christian that he's not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Well, let's close out with prayer to Jesus. <laughs> well, this has been the One Hurts Podcast. You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast and X and Locals at When I Heard This. Like emphasis on the subscribe, share, comment, follow, download. Tell every single person that exists that we exist. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the One Hurts This Podcast and we will see you guys next time. Bye.